y'all. Hey. Welcome to Say It To Me Nice, a podcast all about sex, intimacy, sexual communication, where I say the word fuck a whole lot because it's my absolute favorite word. <laughs> I love fuckery. Yes. <laughs> Today we have a very special guest, Miss Leah Logan. Sorry, goddess. Ow. Leah Logan. Leah, introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them how you're changing the world. Hi, thank you so much. So I am Leah. I go by Leah the Sun Star on Instagram. So it's Leah, L-I-A underscore T-H-E underscore Sun Star on Instagram. And I am a second generation astrologer, a sixth generation herbalist. I'm an empath from birth. Um, I actually have tapped into all five players <laughs> and I have a lot of spiritual gifts such as flora and fauna and just seeing and hearing. I am also a third generation medium um, and I definitely conduct deviations and um which is one way that I'm changing the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I conduct spiritual consultations, which um, I derived from my background in social work because I feel like as a social worker, you know, you're always trying to find resources for people. And so with spiritual consultations, you know, some people come to you and they don't know what they need. Right. They don't know if they need a reading. They don't. Some people just need wise counsel, to be honest. Some people just need to talk to somebody who has some sense. So um, offering my spiritual consultations is definitely another way um, that I change the world daily. And then also um, my astrology readings, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um I definitely offer individual astrology charts where I break down a person's individual natal chart and talk through all the planets and houses with them. And also I do the same thing for couples and that those readings are my only readings that are recorded because mm -hmm. I like for people to be able to go back and listen to, you know, what I'm saying. And so, yep, that is what I'm doing right now. Also working um, with a nonprofit that, my friends, some of my friends and I started in Atlanta, Georgia called um, the Enlightened Collective or the E-Collective on Instagram. Um, we started out as a the Rage of Vibration meetup group um, and it became a 5013C nonprofit in 2016. So um, the Enlightened Collective is a nonprofit dedicated to the spiritual, ethical and moral enlightenment of the planet. And we offer uh, weekly seminars on different esoteric metaphysical topics. Um, we off also offer um, uh, a way to raise your vibration and lead circles um, just to give people an unwind time on Fridays um, every week. So Wednesdays and Fridays every week. And then on Sundays, um, we also offer um, uh, like usually three events every Sunday. Um, one of those events is every other Sunday. So chakra healing. I also lead chakra healing on Sundays. Um, we have uh, one of my colleagues and one of our founder members 
uh, does, a, a, I guess you could say a seminar called Spirit Speaks. And I have another, uh, actually our uh, CVO, um, he actually does a Zoom every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock called the Love and Light Healing Academy. So um, definitely, definitely started a movement here in the metaphysical community or spiritual community. Um, so yeah, just here doing my part. <laughs> I, love it. I love that. I love that. So the listeners are probably like, okay, what, wait a minute. There's, there's a, there's a shift in the content, right? So for me, um, a lot of people, a lot of people really don't know. I read tarot. I'm very much so I, I would much rather say I'm very interested in astrology. I do have a lot more to learn. Um, it is a passion of mine. It is something that I believe wholeheartedly in. Um, my my mantra is you be good to yourself, good to other people, and good to the, the environment. Um, and for me, it it embodies this this way, this belief system embodies all of that. Everything that you put out there is all about peace and and inner work and even the dreaded shadow work that people are so afraid of to, to get you to what I like to say, your true North, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, this is important conversations for singletons, but also for couples in understanding what peace looks like, right? And the different avenues to bring peace within your life and to better understand yourself, right? So that's why this is our topic for the week. Yay! Yay! <laughs> uh, with that being said, we have a term of the week as we do every week. This week, the term is sexual astrology. Yes. What is sexual astrology? Sexual astrology for me is looking at what you, well, first of all, going back to what you said about inner peace and and definitely happiness and joy. You know, I tell people every day um, that inner peace has nothing to do with anything outside of yourself. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. happiness has nothing to do with anything outside of yourself. Mm. Um, joy has nothing to do with anything outside of yourself. You are responsible for your own peace. You are responsible for your own happiness. You are responsible for your own joy. Um, and so keeping that in mind, um, you know, I love, love, love your podcast. I love the name of your podcast. Say it to me nice. (laughs) And I just love what you stand for as a goddess and what you're doing, you know, for the community and just for people, just for the planet. And so sexual astrology, it's like you and I having a baby together, right? It's like, (laughs) it's like talking about, because sex is, you know, of course, over the ages, you know, has become more for pleasure and not just for procreation. Right. So looking at, you know, your natal chart in certain areas of your natal chart really can determine how you like sex for yourself, mm-hmm. even if it's just you and yourself, as far as like masturbation goes, mm-hmm. um, or it's like, I like to call it relating to yourself, mm-hmm. but then also, <laughs> I like that relating to yourself. I like that. Um, but then also how, how do you mesh with others? What do you need? And I feel like people don't have 
the conversation mm-hmm. though the conversations that they should be having about sexual intimacy which is of course why your podcast is so wonderful but then people some people just don't know that where you were born mm-hmm. what time you were born what day you were born can actually affect your urges mm-hmm. um because it's based on your urges, your desires, your passions. So yeah, like I have, <laughs> well, my mom was an astrologer. So I, I've been reading astrology books since I was six years old, really. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I We'll talk, we'll talk, but I love that. So I have like a whole like two shells of astrology books, you know, um, and honest, you know, on everything, like nothing gets past me, as I say, like nothing gets past me as far as in my dating life. It's like, I'm not going to date you unless I have looked at your chart, right? compared your chart to mine. To see if and right to see yeah. i need to see there's a few things that i need to see in general right um and so i maybe we we we're going into the next the discussion but astrology is so powerful and i always like to tell this little backstory about me and astrology i was in one relationship that i did not look up the chart I did mm-hmm. not you know do the compatibility I end up marrying this person and did not do the chart mm. after I did the chart was like maybe when we were going through our separation divorce period and when I pulled this astrology chart with one of my mentors one of my mentors is an astrologist as well um Dr. Stormy Grace um she's been mentoring me for some years now And I will never forget, I pulled this chart and all the things that had went wrong in my marriage was literally in this chart. Mm. Like the things about this person being a narcissist, the things Mm. about this person being abusive, it was literally there in the report that I pulled. Right. So it definitely after that, I said, I just kind of vowed to myself, I will never enter into another relationship, partnership, Mm -hmm. anything without consulting the planets and the constellations and the stars and and the asteroids first, because it's just the information is there. And when people talk about astrology, it's like, oh, that's witchcraft. So God made the planets. Mm -hmm. God made the people who studied the planets, which are astronomers. Mm -hmm. And astrology is actually a pseudoscience. It's a branch off from astronomy. So, you know, ignorance is not bliss. It is not. Pick up a book. (laughs) Pick up a book. And so a lot of, and I'm very mindful how I say this, but a lot of people who are extreme in in religion i'll say mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. in religion they they say oh it's witchcraft is this is that but again i am not a biblical scholar by any stretch of the imagination but i do remember um there being a verse in genesis about the 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 stars are there for signs and seasons 
I'm of course, I'm of course paraphrasing, but there's astronomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's there for signs and seasons. So if if your understanding of God is this all-knowing being that does things with purpose, why on earth would we have stars and planets and all these things just to look at them? Right. Mm-hmm. That that ain't it. That there is a purpose. There's an understanding. There there's a connection. Some somewhere, even if you don't quite understand it. We're the only planet that has one moon. Yeah. Like we're the only planet that has one moon, and it's so much to learn. You know, just learn about the universe. That there's some people on this earth that think that we're the. There's only one sun, but but all other planets have like tons and tons of moons right but (laughs) yeah but a lot of people don't know because they they won't open up their minds you know and broaden their horizons to learn these things um but the truth is is that we do have these magnificent like heavenly bodies in the air Mm -hmm. which would be the sun and the moon and the planets Mm -hmm. we have asteroids they all contribute to who we are and I've gotten into debates with people about this and I'm, you know, I'm a Leo sun Um, in Western astrology. I would say I'm a Leo sun and I am a Capricorn moon with the Virgo rising. So I don't mind getting into, let's just say intellectual debates with people Mm. because, you know, my goal is to win. (laughs) (laughs) I said what I said when I said I said I said, I said what I said. <laughs> so that brings me in. I'm glad I'm glad you said that because we have a lot of people that just that they aren't a part of this world, but they may be curious, maybe interested. You know, you have piqued their interest. So what? Because you, you were talking about Leo and Capricorn. So talk to us a little bit about what is a natal chart first before we get into the connection to relationships. What is a natal chart? So your natal chart, um, and believe it or not, there are a lot of free websites out here that you can use to get a natal chart. Your natal chart is taking into account the day you were born, the time you were born, and the place you were born, Mm -hmm. and calculating where the planets were lined up based off of that. Mm -hmm. And there is Western astrology, and then there's Eastern astrology, which is called sidereal astrology. so there are two different types. Um, the, the main difference that I see between Eastern and Western is Western considers all of the planets. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Eastern does not take into account several planets. Um, and I believe it is Pluto. Pluto for sure is not in Eastern astrology. I think Uranus is not. There's one other planet, Lord, forgive me. Um I can't think of it right now, but either way, um, there's, there's some marked differences between Eastern and Western. I've studied both, Mm -hmm. um, over the years I grew up with, with, of course, Western astrology. So your natal chart, you can get it pulled. I say all that to say Mm -hmm. that you can get your natal chart pulled in Eastern astrology and Western astrology. Um, and, like, for example, in my natal chart in sidereal astrology, my moon sign does not change from Capricorn. My rising sign does not change from Virgo, but my sun sign changes from Leo to Cancer. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And it's interesting because I actually identify with both. I actually identify with the cancer, you know, in my chart and I identify with the Leo in my chart. Um, When I was younger, I was way more Leo than I am now. Now that I, I'm over 35. Don't do this. Don't do this. Uh, <laughs> As a fellow over 35er. <laughs> right. Like, okay. I ain't going to get into my exact age, but uh, let's just say I'm closer, closer to the other end of the spectrum. Now, <laughs> I, I have definitely become way more mellow, way more private, um, way more nurturing, way more patient highly intuitive um and just willing to definitely go to the divine mother and the divine father you know for what i need more so than i was when i was in my 20s and that leo was running rampant in me and all i wanted to do was flex for the flex for my space and black planet and all the above whatever else they had going on all that now i don't even have a personal like i literally do not have a personal social media account like all right. of my social media is dedicated to my brand and me as a light worker and a facilitator of enlightenment okay okay so to cap to recap your natal chart is just the the calculation of where all the signs were, all the planets were, were. Mm-hmm. when you were born and how and that impacts like your, your purpose in, in a way it kind of oh, lays out the so path. Much. Yeah, it, 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 it does. For you. So when you're looking at that in connection to relationships, intimacy, passion, sex, all the yummy stuff out there, it's almost like if you don't know your natal chart, it's almost your natal chart is like your cheat code. <laughs> it's like the, the cheat code to all of these different elements of your life. So what is how do you how can this be used as a tool for couples? Oh. Yeah, so your natal chart, um, I like to call it the past, present, and the future. Because mm, okay. it, it looks at your birth, of course, but yes, it, it can tell you mark things about yourself that maybe like say you 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 were more in this energy when you were younger, but now you're shifting to this part of your natal chart. So it is it it your natal chart, if you look at your natal chart, it will tell you the outer you, the inner you, the emotional you, the loving you the sexual you, the uh, career you, the what you should be doing here on this planet, what you did in your last lifetime, what you need to be doing in this lifetime, Mm. what mother wounds you need to heal. Um, All of (laughs) that. Who, do you, who who should be your partner? Like, what type of partner do you most need in this lifetime? Not what you want. But what type of partner do you most need in this lifetime? Right. I, when you look at when you look at your natal chart, for those of you all out here listening, don't matter if you are single or partnered, your natal chart is definitely going to paint a story. And again, not saying it can change up because it will never change up. Um, and then some people have, you know, said, hey, Leah, what about environment? Yes, you do have to think about your DNA. Yes, you do have to think about your environment. But say 
there's something about yourself that you're just like, man, I know my family don't act like this. I ain't get this from my DNA. Um, why am I like this? <laughs> Nine times out of <laughs> yeah, why am I like this? Like it's probably because of your the way the planets were lined up when you were born, like simple point blank. Right. You have to just I I tell people often you have to take, yes, you do have to take your environment into consideration, how you grew up, where you are now. Mm-hmm. You do have to take your DNA into consideration. Trauma. But yeah, you have to take all that into consideration. But like you said, mm-hmm. you know, you have to. It's it's a blueprint. It's mm-hmm. it's a map. You know what I'm saying? You can sit the map down and pick the map back up. Yeah. But it's still a map. And so there are intricate parts of your natal chart that I feel you need when learning more about yourself on an intimate level, of course. Um, I feel like you needed when you are in a relationship or considering being in a relationship with somebody, I feel like there are key points. And a lot of people sit back and they just look at their sun sign and they're like, oh, we're not compatible. You can ruin your life like that. Don't do right, that. Right. <laughs> there's so many, there's so much more to it. And we're not going to get into the whole, like, oh, what, what does each thing mean? Because like you said, we will be here all day, all night. Um, but a, a real quick recap. There are 11 houses, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know there are 12 houses. 12 houses, shit. I know. I thought <laughs> I knew a little something. But there are 12 houses. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What, what else is on the actual chart? So you have all of the planets in Western astrology. You're going to have you're going to have your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, which is also your ascendant Mm -hmm. sign. You're going to have your Venus, your Mars, your Mercury, your Jupiter, your Saturn, your Uranus, your Neptune and your Pluto um, and your Saturn and your Saturn. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have all your planets. You're also going to, of course, have um, asteroids. And a lot of people aren't familiar with the asteroids, but we're definitely I'm I'm definitely going to mention mm-hmm. one of the asteroids doing this wonderful podcast tonight, because this particular asteroid is um, it's like a must. It's a must when you're looking at um, compatibility for sure, like for sure. You cannot overlook it. If you're looking at compatibility, so that would be uh, Juno, Mm -hmm. but there is your Vesta, your Pallas, your Cree, Crees, I think I'm saying it right, it's Mm -hmm. C-E-R-E, there's, you know, Chiron, Chiron is the mother womb, Mm. (laughs) asteroid, Which is like, you know, getting into your your Chiron is, you know, that's when you need to do that shadow work and that, you know, the um, inner child work yeah. when you start getting into your Chiron yeah. stuff. So, yeah, um, that's that's what your chart will give you. Um, and there's a few. There's your North Node. Um, which is called your true node. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your south node. Your south node is who you used to be in your previous life. And I'll give an example. In this life, um, my north node is in cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in my previous life, my North node was in Capricorn. I mean, my South node, my South node was in Capricorn. So put that in perspective. Um, In a previous life, I was, Mm -hmm. I was like, I was literally like Oprah in my previous life. Like, (laughs) I don't want no kids. (laughs) If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Oprah. Yes. Now it's like, now it's like, give me all the babies. Like, (laughs) nurture all the things, mother all the things. Yes. Let me nurture the people. Let me, like, send me the children, send me the adults, you know, anything that needs nurturing. (laughs) Right. So, different houses mean different things, represent Mm -hmm. different things. Mm -hmm. Um, And the placement of the planets. In the houses, mm-hmm. houses mean different things. Mm-hmm. So where where does sex and relationships and all that where does that sit on the natal chart? So on the natal chart, we definitely. Um, so here's some key placements that I would say you need to look at. You know, when it comes to sex, intimacy, love, and passion, as far as like the houses in the the planets Mm -hmm. so you definitely want to look at your moon sign because that's how you deal with your emotions that's how things show up emotionally for you that's how you process things emotionally can't talk about intimacy sex love and passion without looking at that because if you're not you're not emotionally stable you shouldn't be doing those things in my opinion so you work through that okay um you also should look at your venus sign your Venus sign uh, for men is how it's, it's the type of person that a man wants to attract to them mm. um, or the quality of person, I guess you could say. Um, uh, for women, it's more of how they show up in a relationship. Okay. Um, but, you know, gender is fluid over here in my world, so. Same. I tell people, I, I tell people, take it how you want it. Like yeah. ultimately Venus is the planet of love. It's the planet of beauty. It's the planet of wealth. It's the planet of, so, you know, all that's in Venus, money, wealth, uh, pleasure, beauty. So looking at your Venus sign is so important when you're looking at compatibility, because mm. literally it's like how you show up in a relationship. Right. This is like the person, you know, what, what does the person have to, what qualities does this person have to have that you want to be in a relationship with? That's your Venus sign. So is it your? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Is it the giving and the receiving? Right. Much. Like it, it's mm-hmm. not. If, if I'm thinking about love languages, right? We have a love language that how we receive love and how we give love. That's is that a good way to describe Venus? It is how you give love, how you receive love. Um, is also what what qualities you want to receive from a partner okay okay so you can want a partner to be this way and not not surface level things but how you respond and react to different things how you see the world Mm -hmm. and some venus signs are not compatible we we can definitely talk Mm -hmm. about that you know we're going to talk about compatibility um some Venus signs just aren't compatible, but yeah, that's what your Venus sign represents. It represents your give and receive, but it's all about how you are in a romantic 
uh, space. So if you don't love somebody, like if you don't have feelings for somebody, then the Venus won't even make sense. I often tell people when they read, um, when they read, (laughs) when you watch, like, say, when you watch a YouTube person that does love readings or whatever, Mm -hmm. I always say, watch your sun, moon, rising and Venus Right. Typically, if you have someone on your mind, in your heart that has captured your heart like you're in love, then you watching your Venus sign is going to make more sense mm-hmm. than anything else. Right. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely if it's a love reading, like if it's a regular general reading, I always say you know, definitely watch your sun, moon and rising sign. But if it's a love reading, right, you might need to watch your Venus sign, especially if you have someone on your mind, you know, right. Um, if you don't have somebody on your mind, you can still watch it. Right. But because it can still like if they do a singles part and a couples part to the reading, um, it, it still might resonate with you. Um, the next thing would be your Mars sign. Mars is the planet of aggression. So it's like Mm -hmm. Venus is the mama. Mars is the daddy. Mm -hmm. Mars is the planet of, of, of Lord. (laughs) It's like the planet of aggression. It's the planet of um, your drive, your sex drive. And also how like your, your, your inner drive, like, what motivates you to do things? So when people say somebody's driven, so it's yeah. literally your drive of how you take action in the world. Right. Um, it's the planet of power. It's the planet of masculinity. Mm. Okay. It's the planet of instincts. Okay. So regular instincts and sexual instincts. Mars is ruled by, I mean, Mars rules the zodiac sign of Aries. And it lesser rules the zodiac sign of Scorpio. Okay. Um, so in thinking about that book, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. That was that was the hidden little meaning behind that that nobody called back in the day. <laughs> right. Wow. So Venus is the mother. Venus is that pleasure, romance, love, femininity, yeah. beauty, art, and Mars is yeah. sex, action, power, masculinity. Yeah, so Mars is blown <laughs> right now. Like I so, never put that together. I never did. So we got love and sex. We got love and sex. So so we got our emotions right now. We got love, we got sex. Okay, let's keep it moving. Right. One other thing I think is very important that some people don't consider, but looking at your Mercury signs, Mercury oh. is the planet of communication. It's the planet of intellect, logic, perception, thinking, communication. One more time again. So knowing how your part, knowing knowing where your Mercury sign is and how you communicate with people. And then you get with this partner, what sign does your partner, how does your partner communicate? So I'll give an example. I have a Leo Mercury. Me too. Um, Yes. So we are very direct people. We don't hold our tongues. Um, we had to learn tack at some point in our lives because we probably said too much. I'm still. Yeah. 
that we, we <laughs> I am we, not a we, modest person. I think maybe that I guess that's where it comes from. I'm not modest. Look, we definitely say like it's definitely always I said what I said. When you I know, said it. <laughs> when I said it. Ooh. And I mean we're very direct. So Leo is that sign of like you we are straight shooters. We we're very brave, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna miss our words with people, you know. I give people a warning before destruction, mm-hmm. you know, with me. Like yeah. you about do. to go there, like you about to push me to that level. Are you sure you want to ride this train? Like mm-hmm. I have to give people a verbal warning of cool. of what yes, like of what's gonna happen. Yeah. But knowing those these things about myself took time because when I was, I would say when I was growing up, even though I was reading astrology books. I hadn't got into, I started off, of course, learning about the sun signs and stuff. Yeah. But when you really get into understanding your emotional level, like your mm-hmm. moon sign, right. and then how you communicate, it, 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 it takes into account other things. So mm-hmm. give you an example. You're, if your Mercury's in Leo, right? Say mm-hmm. you're dating somebody whose Mercury is in Virgo. Mm-hmm. You might get along very well, mm-hmm. but the stark difference about the Virgo and Mercury, Virgo, Mercury rules the zodiac signs of Gemini and Virgo. Hmm. So Virgo is an earth sign. Gemini is an air sign. Mm-hmm. Um, with But we're again, taking into account. So Virgo with that mercury energy in your mercury sign, your thoughts and your words are going to be very calculated. They're going to be very organized. Right. These are people who are like masterminds who can talk their way out of anything mm-hmm. who can sugarcoat and make shit look like sugar. Right. Who right. could probably, <laughs> who could finesse you in a way to where, you know, the sky is blue, but they're going to tell you the sky is purple and you're going to mm-hmm. believe them. That's my favorite damn line. That's my favorite damn line. They're going to be able to pee on you and tell you that it's rain. It's rain. And they're <laughs> going to do it. They're going to do it with such ease. Yes. Such so just ease. knowing where your partner's Mercury sign is versus yours, you can tell how you're going to communicate with each other, mm-hmm. and which is very important. Right. And it better prepares you for situations that, that may be pleasurable or difficult situations how if, if you have this knowledge in, in your back pocket of something because you know me i'm all about communication if this is an activity that you and your partner have done together you both got your natal charts and you're sitting down and you're comparing them together mm-hmm. it's something that you can kind of talk about and move mm-hmm. with. like it helps you navigate the landscape mm-hmm. oh my gosh. so mm-hmm. and then looking at your true nodes or your north nodes because again, your North nodes are, are where you're going as you spiritually evolve, okay. as your vibration rises. So as you go from a lower vibration to a higher vibration as a person, mm-hmm. you get more and more into your, your North node or your true node side. Mm. So knowing like your true node or your North node, knowing your partner's true node and your North node, you can see who's this person supposed to be in this lifetime. Mm. does it go with who you're showing up as in this lifetime? Right. 
Are you showing sure um, and, and, and are they showing up as mm-hmm. okay. true self? Right. Have they gotten there yet? Like, have mm-hmm. they elevated to that point? Because if you stay with this person long term, guess what? It's going to come. It's going to come. Um, One other thing that I like to look at with the planets, or I would say the asteroids would be uh, Juno. Okay. Your Juno in astrology, Juno's an asteroid. It's a whole backstory behind it. I ain't going to talk about that right now, but it has (laughs) to do with, you know, Jupiter and who is known as Zeus and all this other stuff and the goddess and the goddess is Juno and anyways, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Juno in astrology is an indicator of what kind of person you're meant to marry. Wow. So it's like, this is the person about, this is what one needs to feel satisfied in love or romance and what one feels they need to be successful and satisfied in partnership. Mm. So like Mars may represent like, the qualities of your ideal mate, you know, Venus, you know, Venus and Mars, you know, but your Juno represents loyalty and attachment. Mm. It's what you need rather than simply who you're attracted to. Okay. So definitely considering your Juno is very important. Who you want versus who you need. Correct. So let's just think about Venus is, Venus and Mars is all about attraction. It's all about, you know, it's really about, to me, surface level. Like, it's it's still about romance and relationships and love and sex. Don't get me wrong, which is our topic. Mm -hmm. But um, it's like your Juno sign. Um it's more of a stronger attachment, meaning this is the person that represents what you're ultimately looking for in a relationship. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So it's like your Juno is a representation of your true love or your marital partner, not just somebody you're dating. So knowing your Juno is, I feel really important when it comes to relationships and stuff. And so your Juno, again, like any of your other um, planets in your natal chart. So all of your planets in your natal chart have a Zodiac sign that was, so that planet was showing up in this Zodiac sign when you were born in this house. Right. 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 So you have to look at the house as well as the Zodiac sign, as well as the planet or the asteroid. Right. Um, and when you're looking at compatibility. Okay. Um, and so the houses you want to look at or the main houses you want to look for would be your fourth house, which mm-hmm. is the, the house of home and family. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to look at your I'm sorry, let me back up. You want to get your third house because that's the house of communication. OK. You want to look at your fourth house which is that house of home, your roots, your family, traditions, all that stuff. We'll look at your fifth house, which is love, love affairs, romance, creativity, children, Mm -hmm. um, hobbies, sports, what you do for recreation, self-expression, that type of stuff, your fifth house. You want to look at your eighth house, 
turn. Because your eighth house is all about merging in sex and intimacy and in shared finances, shared property uh, goals, all that stuff. And then your seventh house. Seventh house is actually, I skipped over the seventh house and then went to the eighth house. Anyways, the eighth house is more about mm-hmm. sex. Mm-hmm. The seventh house is about relationships, marriages, contracts. It could be any type of partner, business partners, mm-hmm. romantic partners. It's about the seventh house is about partnership. So what interpersonal ha- sharing, interpersonal style. Right. So what happens if you don't have anything in those houses? Oh, you got something in those houses. So you will always have something in the di- in the different houses. You you gonna have something in there for sure. I know for me, when I first pulled my natal chart, I didn't see anything in my seventh house because mm-hmm. it wasn't prominent in what they showed me. But upon further looking, I realized that I had Neptune in my seventh house, which Bless all the people that's listening to this podcast that have, you know, Neptune in the seventh house because it is not the business. You hear me? It's like I feel like sometimes I used to feel like it was a curse. I'm better now, but Oof. Neptune is the, the planet that rules Pisces. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the planet of dreams and illusions and delusions and spirituality wow. and, and oneness and addictions. So it, for me, what does that mean? I would be in a dream world and have this person on a pedestal and not seeing the situation realistic. For what it is. For what it is. And then when I come out of this dream state, this cloud world, it, it gets really bad when Neptune is in retrograde. I will not. Mm. I will, if I'm single doing a Neptune retrograde, mm-hmm. I'm single. I, I'm not even dating doing a Neptune retrograde. Right. Cause you, cause Neptune is you can't get nothing by you. Yeah. It's, it's like, nah, fam. Mm-mm. Nope. But when, I mean, even when Neptune is awake, so when Neptune is functioning, mm-hmm. Neptune is how we get our dreams. Neptune mm. is, is how things show up for us, our spirituality. So what's most important for me in partnership is going to be like, definitely a person who who is open to spirituality practices some type of spirituality mindfulness or something like that um definitely you know somebody who is but again with that neptune being in my seventh house i i attract narcissists Mm. i attract criminals or people who don't have you know my best interest at heart at mm-hmm. times because again I cannot always see them clearly. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do was start to use astrology and deviation mm-hmm. to cut through the crap. Yeah. So yeah. that I don't get too deep into it. And that's why I'm talking to all of my because I feel like Neptune having Neptune in the seventh house is like one of the worst placements you can have. Because again, it allows you to be open to crooks and people who can defraud you, even in business, even in business, because the seventh house is about partnerships. It it can be a business partnership. It can be a romantic partnership. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely have to be careful so you don't attract so that... The more you know, what what was that? I done stole somebody's phrase, but then wasn't that something that used to be on a commercial that said, "The more you know, the more you know, the, the more you know yes. about yourself and yeah. how you process things." Right. And the, the again, 
Ignorance is not bliss. It's the more not. you know yourself, right, the the better things are. Right. So let's see. Oh, the juiciest. The juiciest. <laughs> what signs are the most sexually compatible and oh god. <laughs> Okay, we just gonna talk about sexual compatibility. We're not gonna talk okay. about love. Okay, I love just sex. Sex. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say, if you and this person have the same Mars sign, mm, okay, things could be explosive. Okay, um, so sexually explosive is good, but if we're talking like volatile toxicity. <laughs> Well, it could go either way with Mars because remember, Mars is that sign of aggression. So I will tell anybody if you if you and your partner have the same anything, like you got the same Venus signs, you got the same Mm -hmm. Mars signs, you gotta balance each other out. You know, too Mm -hmm. much of a good thing. You know, right. Yeah. So I would say the most sexually compatible signs will. Mars and Scorpio is compatible with anybody. Let me tell you something. Because um, Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. And Pluto is also, even though it's the smallest planet, mm-hmm. it is like the most powerful planet. Mm-hmm. Like it's oh, the wow. planet of life and death and transformation and change and obsession and alchemy and healing. Oh wow! That little bitty old planet. Yeah. And it's ruled, like it's Scorpio's ruling planet. So I would say Scorpio, oh, and Scorpio also rules the genitals. So every zodiac sign rules a part of the body. Scorpio rules the genitalia. So when people always talking about, oh, Scorpio's just so sexual and yada, yada, they got it on us. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. alone. They can't help it. Like they are like literally the gods and the goddesses of sex. So I give them they just do. Big ups to yeah. the Scorpios. If you got Scorpio, Sun, Moon, Rising, Venus, or Mars, like own it, own it, right? Be own it. it. Crack that whip. You know, get that dog collar. Own it. Own your kink. I do love a good. I do love a good dog collar every now and again. <laughs> hey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I do love, love a good whip. Listen, I can't find. So, it. We're going to talk about that. I can't <laughs> have a good one, but erotic bourgeois. So I'm going to talk about, I will say, looking at the elements, right? Mm-hmm. So just saying, sticking to the elements. Mm-hmm. So you have air, water, fire, and earth. Mm-hmm. So, I'm all, so in, when looking at sexual compatibility, mm-hmm. water signs typically have better sexual compatibility with other water signs okay same thing with the earth signs same thing with the fire signs. but we're not looking at sun signs we're looking at mars signs okay so if we were going to cross you know outside of like say gemini and libra Mm -hmm. like definitely for your Mars signs, Gemini and Gemini for your Mars signs, Gemini and Libra, Gemini and Aquarius for the Mars signs. So if we're going to go, like say we're going to cross over to other areas Mm -hmm. um, or other elements. So a Leo, for example, a Leo Mars 
with the Gemini Mars works out. And I already said Scorpio Mars can work with any Mars sign. Right. Um, the only thing about Scorpio Mars sign is we like we like to possess. We like to take your soul. Like, (laughs) literally, like, Scorpion off of Mortal Kombat. We like, get over here. We like to snatch souls out of body. Right. Like, we we like, uh, oh, Lord, what's the character that was snatching a a, a Sam song, whatever his name is. Not Sam song. Lord, I can't think of the, no, I can't think of the Mortal Kombat character that I want to think of now. But he was like a wizard and he was snatching people's souls. I cannot think of his name. I'm tripping. I don't know this but, name. But Scorpion, I would just say Scorpion is the one who would be like, get over here. So I always, I always think of like, if your lover has Scorp- a Scorpio Mars, Mm. They want to consume you. Mm. Like they want to consume you. Like the end all be all like consume you. So it's, it's more like one of those things where it's like, okay, well, like it, it doesn't matter if, if anybody who gets into bed with a Scorpio moon is, is like, okay, you mine. This okay, is, if, if if two more people get in that same bed, oh, all, all y'all mind, all y'all mind, like yeah. <laughs> that's basically how it is. And I know people gonna be listening to this like, Leah, that is too much. I mean, that's fact. It's the I it's mean, the truth. It makes sense. But, it makes but sense. then, but then you have some signs that you know, like I would I would first say like a Gemini, um a Gemini Mars sign, they like to be intellectually stimulated, mm. even in bed. So something right. sexy for a Gemini Mars sign would be, oh, let's um let's have some verbal sparring or mm. let's, you know, read like a shit book, talking, you know? Like, yeah. like shit talking shit is talking. like wow um, having like a fun banter back and forth. That, Yes. Re- reading like some erotic books or something to get oh, each other aroused. I That's the that. Gemini Mars. So um what would go good with that would be like again, um definitely a Virgo. Mm-hmm. A Virgo Mars would go good with the Gemini Mars. Right. Right. Um Capricorn, I feel like, is another one of those signs that's just, you know, yeah. You can it. It's like you know the you know the Capricorn sign in tarot is represented by the devil card. Yeah, I ain't calling Capricorns devils. Devil. What I'm saying is a little temptation ish. You know. Well, they like to. They like to uh, <laughs> they open, they're more open-minded than people think. Mm-hmm. It's his name was Shang Song. Shang Song. Shang Song. Oh, the scorpion thing? No, Shang Song was the wizard that was snatching people's souls ah. in combat. Oh shit. <laughs> 
you know, like I was, I was looking for it. I was like, oh, I'm going to say it right. Cause I, you know, I'm a nerd and I can't be doing my community out here wrong and not okay. knowing this. So rep- gonna be you, better, you better at, represent your nerd community. They're going to be looking at me at, at Comic-Con like, oh, you fired. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's Shang song. It's S-H-A-N-G-T-S-U-N-G. So he was the character like the wizard, the magical person on Mortal Kombat that was like literally taking people's souls out their body. So right, right, right. I had to go back that up. But anyways, some other compatibilities would be, you know, to be honest, cancer, really? Mars, cancer, Mars signs are definitely very compatible with um, Scorpio Mars signs. Oh, wow. Um, but water to water. Yeah, it's very yeah. passionate. Outside of that, Cancer Mars with a Taurus Mars, Cancer Mars with a Leo, um, not a Leo Mars, um, a Libra Mars, definitely Taurus Mars with a Libra Mars, very compatible sexual compatibility right i just want to reiterate this y'all i'm talking only about sexual compatibility this is not oh this is (laughs) my life partner we're gonna go together forever no we talk about bumping uglies yeah (laughs) who you gonna vibe with while you fucking (laughs) right very clear Mm -hmm. on that cool so we so we've covered like what's who's the most sexually compatible we talked about natal charts and the positions and how important that is um for sex just in life in general really you think about it we've kind of covered all of the above um what about do you have do you have your cards i do have my cards let me just reach for them girl (laughs) like reach for the cards they they're always let me let me just reach for the cards always Yay. Yay. So here's so here's a secret. So here's a secret about me. Mm-hmm. Um I like to keep my cards in <laughs> Crown Royal bags. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Listen. No judgment. I have so my people would see me and be like, what yes. the I'll be at psychic showcase, makers fairs, psychic they like, fairs. It's They're like, really you, got, you got Crown Royal bags? Crown Royal on ice? That's how I Crown know. Crown Royal on That's, ice. I would be like, I want to be read by her. Her. Right? <laughs> Off top. Now, don't have me put my uh bag, my uh cards and bags for moving forward. Don't do this. Let me, so let me tell y'all a backstory about this. I feel like I can share this because we're in a safe space. And this, this is, is you know, you know, yeah. I'm talking to a sex therapist. Mm. So growing up, my brother was like 18 when I was born. My mm-hmm. oldest brother was 18 when I was born. Mm-hmm. So as I got older, you know, my brother had his little thing where he would, you know, kind of be in and out. Like sometimes he would yeah. have his own place. Sometimes he would have to come back home. Yeah. My brother used to keep his prophylactics, <laughs> BKA condoms, <laughs> <laughs> yes, in Crown Royal bags. Really? <laughs> yes. That's a good. And that's I, a good spot though. I didn't know nothing about it, but when I got older, you know, he kind of explained it to me. So I started like all through college, I kept my prophylactics. All through my 20s, 
all of my prophylaxis were in my handy wow. dandy crown royal bag. And now you keep your tarot cards. And now I keep my tarot cards because in there. Because you keep it lit. See? <laughs> that's a good indication that you keep it lit bam see so it's funny my brother passed down all these purple crown royal bags to me because back then it was only purple you know now we got apple we got salted caramel we got peach we got vanilla all of the above the black crown royal black yes (laughs) Yes. We got the mesquite, which I would not drink the mesquite. Just a warning to everybody. You can use the mesquite to marinate your your, your turkey wings, um, your tick, your chicken, your ribs, whatever you want to eat meat wise. But, but don't drink can, that shit. Don't drink that shit. Damn. <laughs> not the mesquite. Not the mesquite crown. I am a crown girl. I love me some a nice glass of crown on ice. Love it, but let me tell you something. And then the bags are life because again, the bags go on forever. I look, I carry my jewelry when I travel. I carry my jewelry in a crown royal bag. I carry my tarot in a crown royal bag. I mean, they're so handy. And then you know, when you go to the store, they charge you all this money for you to get something to put your cards in if you drink or if you don't drink. Just right. ask somebody for a crown royal bag. Because have, everybody like, got one. Everybody got one. So, of course, I have a story. Growing up, my stepfather's favorite drink was crown. Like, mm-hmm. we always had crown royal bags. Hundreds of them, right? My stepfather, growing up, I had he had a crown royal suit. He had somebody make him a crown royal suit when I was growing up. When I got to be about 16 years old, he had somebody make him a crown royal short set and then another crown royal full on Uh goddamn suit. (laughs) Yes, I promise you, if if I go back to my hometown, I'm going to go in that closet, I'm going to take a picture of it. If he still got this suit, I am going to take a picture of it. It was a sight to see. So, yes, crown royal is is deep within my family history. (laughs) I mean, and please, like, I want to see those pictures. Like, this gonna be this offline, y'all. Everybody gonna get to see these pictures, but I have to. I had a friend that came up to my house one time. She left a crown royal pillow at my house. What? Like, literally, a crown royal pillow is purple. They use pieces of the bag to stitch yep. it. I don't know who made this pillow. I still have this pillow yeah, in my house. Like, country is the country seamstresses that's like yeah i could do that and they do they do it they do it to the best of their ability and that should be fly to those who it's going to be fly for <laughs> see how see how i did that fly for those who think it's fly there we go for those who think it's fly there we go <laughs> only the only us in the south though nobody listens nobody else is gonna do that nobody else is gonna do it nobody like, else what the, like what they the gonna come <laughs> right exactly somebody in new york gonna listen to this podcast and be like yeah, that's on. That's that's on. That's some style. country shit. That's some country, country shit. <laughs> yes. So, you got your cards. Mm-hmm. A general reading for the listeners. Okay. Mm, should I do it? Should I do it by? Should I do it by sun sign or should I do it by Mars sign? I vote Mars. Or should I just do collective? What you want? Oh, collective. Just do collective. Okay. So I'm actually going to use my love 
in my fairies uh, oracle cards instead of my tarot cards. I feel like we're talking about like, you know, passion and all these things. So I just want to do maybe pull some cards for the collective to talk about their hmm, upcoming sexual encounters Mm. oh i like that yes let's see let's look at our upcoming sexual encounters for the month of june okay let's see what's up let's see what message we get Okay, collective. So what I'm getting is, is that for the month of June, your sexual encounters all stand from you loving yourself. Mm. So it's like this. If you love yourself a little bit, it ain't going to be worth your time. You have a little bit of sex. You have a little bit of sex. If you, I'm going to say not level up. But if you really just get into yourself the first half of the month, your second half of the month is going to be popping. Mm. So what can you do to enhance your sex life throughout the first part of June? Because we're only like on what, day three? So we're on day three of June. So connect with nature is the first message that I'm getting. Um, So your sex life is going to improve the more you connect with nature. So maybe that means getting out and walking, doing some yoga outside, go get in the river, go put your feet in the river, Mm. go, um, go to a beach somewhere, like really go connect with nature. Mm -hmm. And some of you all are going to have some encounters in nature. It's also what I just heard. Oh, I love it. So. Y'all Let's, be fucking outside is what she's saying. And I'm that's what I you know, I said what I said. That's what yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Um a, some of us are gonna be definitely relating to ourselves. And when I say relating to ourselves, I mean a nice little toy, a nice little hand. Yes. A big hand, whatever you need, whatever you work, just with, you know, whatever you working with, you know, knowing that you are lovable, knowing mm-hmm. that you are desirable, knowing that you de- you you deserve love, you deserve deliciousness, mm. you deserve all of these things, you deserve pleasure, yeah. and being okay with this yes. is going to be key for you in June, knowing that you deserve it, right. you, just because you woke up and breathed the air. Oh. No yeah. other reason other but than- that you woke up and breathed, you, you took a breath. Right. That's why you that's why you deserve the love. That's why you deserve the pleasure. That's why you deserve all the good things that the universe is gonna bring your way. Also, lifting up your thoughts and your energy, meaning what do you desire to attract? Mm. What do you desire to attract? Using affirmations, for example, um, I am receiving love and deliciousness and sexual pleasure from 
the person of my dreams. Mm. Yeah. Just saying these affirmations to yourself. I have a deliciously positive sex life. Yes. Yes. Like not saying it as an I will have. No, you have I, to say it I, in the I have. Yes. Like not I will have. Oh, I am a I am a divine feminine sexual goddess. Right. I am that I am. She said what she says. <laughs> because a lot of people get it confused when manifesting and when and and speaking life into themselves through affirmations. They they always say, I will, future tense. Well, future can be tomorrow. It could be 30 years from now. What you want it, you want it right now. You're speaking as, as though it's already here because here. You know, the universe is going to open up for you and ensure that you have the things that you're looking for. Yes. Um, so pro tip. Pro tip. <laughs> Recite or affirm, repeat your affirmations while you have sex or while you masturbate. Yes. Thank me later. Thank me later. Yes. Ooh. Yes. You better. Tell you me. better. You know, okay. I tell people affirmations ain't nothing but chance. That's it. That's it. Chance. So chant what you want, people. Yeah. Say it out loud. You know. That's a good old I, sex magic. Bring good old me. sex magic. That's mm. gonna that's gonna be another podcast for season two because that oh, can I come? Can I come please? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I love I love speaking about sex magic and and watching people manifest their wildest dreams, utilizing that powerful energy, right? Absolutely. And, and once people understand that you you are your own ma- magician. You, mm-hmm. you just you just have to believe it and you you have to be will you have to know it so you have to know it i'm with that shit so we got a couple more cards here guys so oh. i'm literally seeing towards the end of june okay so for some of some of your listeners are going to be having some twin flame soulmate mm. sexual encounters in the month of june for sure oh wow like if you're not married to your twin flame or your soulmate, it's gonna feel like you're married to your twin flame or your soulmate. It's going to be you. I'm seeing a lot of sex when it comes to twin flame, twin soul, soulmate connections this month for sure. Oh, wow. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be on and popping. Like some of y'all might get some marriage proposals, like even during sex, like oh wow, because it's just gonna be that good. That it's gonna rich. be like yeah, yeah. it's gonna be like okay, I can't, I, I ain't gonna be able to function with no other mm-hmm. human in this experience, you know? Yeah. So let's just go ahead and do this thing. Yes. Another part that's showing up for the collective is who do we need to forgive? Mm. And what do we need to learn when it comes to our sexual desire? So first, what Mm -hmm. deep traumas, Mm -hmm. what inner child traumas do we need to heal? Mm. That's going to come to the forefront this month for some of us. Mm. What do we need to heal and who do we need to forgive when it comes to sexual trauma? And when I say sexual trauma, I don't just mean rape, molestation. 
I mean the partner that cheated on you when you were mm. being completely faithful and loyal, which right. goes back to that Juno element. Definitely looking up your natal chart, looking at your Juno, because Juno was that goddess that was extremely faithful and loyal to her husband who cheated on her mm. all the time. Right. That That's her backstory. That's the mm. backstory of that goddess. So mm. But she was the she's still that goddess of love and that goddess of marriage and that goddess of children who protects women who are pregnant. So tapping more into what type of partner learning, what type of partner you deserve sexually, what type of partner you need, even when it comes to marriage and long term partnership, finding out what that is this month in June. Because again, guys, we're still in the spring. So summer is coming on the 20th. So Father's Day and the summer uh, um, Mm -hmm. solstice is on the same exact day. Go figure. Mm -hmm. So definitely, who do you need to forgive Mm -hmm. when it comes to past sexual traumas or anything that hurt you in your womb, especially for, you know, everything is fluid, but the the divine mother the divine feminine energy women carry a lot of past traumas in her in womb in your womb area so getting deep into your root chakras your sacral chakras this month Mm -hmm. and healing that trauma is going to be really important to release and heal that so that coming in the summertime you could just be like Ah, this phoenix this goddess Mm. that's glowing that's attracting all the sex that that you desire that you that you want and this is again it's not gender specific i want the men that are listening to heal that woman that hurt you when you was in middle school high school college forgive this woman you know Forgive this person, whether you was with a woman or a man, it don't matter. Forgive this person, right. keeping it fluid. Right. Um, forgive this person to all the people who identify, you know, forgive this person and then learn, mm. you know, learn from the experience to heal it. Right. And the last thing I'm going to say is I got the love life card. Oh. So this just means that, you know, sexually. We are coming into this new season at the end of June, which will be our summer. Mm-hmm. And we're coming into this with a healthy, changed sex life and love life. Love it. And I speak it. I speak it into existence. And so it is for all the collective that's listening. I love it. Yay. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you so much, Leah. So as always, I'm always asking three rapid fire sex tips for couples. So for you, what are the three greatest, sexiest sex tips that you have for couples? Oh, definitely communicate with each each other. Have that open, open. So, you know, in order to be open with somebody, you have to trust them. Yeah. You know? Um, And I feel like that's what a lot of couples struggle with is trust. And it didn't, it doesn't have to do with what the person in the, it could, it could do the, it could be due to 
to pass trust issues, you know? Mm -hmm. So the top sex tip is having open, honest communication about what you need when it comes to sex. Not just what you want, but what you need to be sexually satisfied. Mm. I think we do talk a lot about, you know, what we want. So we talk about different positions. We talk about stimulation and things of that nature. But what about the need? Like, what do you need from your partner in order to feel safe? Because that does impact your satisfaction. It does impact pleasure. Um, so having those conversations, I think, is very, very important. And you know why you you know why we struggle because you you brought out a good point. And you know why we're it's so easy for us to talk about sex positions and wants. Why? Because we're not in you know we're not in tune with ourselves. Mm, it right. takes it takes a highly vibrational in tune person to get to those deeper conversations. Yeah. Yeah. It's a confidence thing. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I, I don't, I don't know enough about myself, but also I don't know how to articulate this in a way that makes sense or that I'm not nervous saying it because then it also mm-hmm. goes back into trust. Can I trust my partner with this? Because this is the core of me. This is a mm-hmm. core value for me. And what will they think about me? Mm-hmm. So Yes. Oh, I like that. You got two more? Two more seconds. Okay, two more. Um, I think my second sex tip would be um, definitely do some astrology compatibility. Yes. And have that talk with each other. Yes. Because um, I think that that can open up um, that communication, which was number one, Mm -hmm. but I feel like a good sex tip would definitely be to do some, um, do some astrology chart compatibility with your partner. I like, um, and then my third sex tip would be, this is something like, okay, this is going to be corny for all y'all listening, a little cheesy. I like corny. (laughs) You like it. But I like the idea of a a sex jar. Okay. Okay. A sex jar. Is that where so, you have different ideas in a jar and mm-hmm. pull random? Yes. I yeah. like to use popsicle sticks. So get some colorful pop get some colorful popsicle sticks. Write down like different sexual positions, different sexual like places you want to have sex, different, like all types of different stuff, all related to sex, put it it in a jar. And then you and your partner can actually pull a popsicle stick every night if you want to, or whenever you're going to engage in intimacy. It doesn't have to necessarily be about penetration sex either. Mm -hmm. It can be about anything. So you can write a, you can say, okay, tonight we're going to do edible paint with each other. Oh, I love that. Yes. Um, tonight we're gonna shower with each other. Tonight we're gonna take a bath with each other. That's tonight we're going to hold each other all night, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, for those of us who get real hot, we don't sleep under the fan when we do it, but you <laughs> right. know thinking. <laughs> right. But we you know, just just saying, okay, we're gonna have this amount of cuddle time or stuff like um we're gonna we, we're gonna use one. 
tantric sex practice mm. tonight. Yeah. And you can actually look up the tantric sex practices, write those on a popsicle stick, put them in there, put the first put, you can write on both sides of the popsicle stick, y'all, whatever you need, but that would be a yeah. good, I think That's that that cute. keeps things fun and spicy. Yes. Um, and you can also do a date night jar like that. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea. I'm going to put that. I love that. I feel like that's a Pinterest. That is a Pinterest. You give me Mm -hmm. ideas. Okay. (laughs) You kind of gave us, you've already given us some sexual resources. That will be a really cute resource for, for couples, just something to kind of play around with. And it kind of pulls in sexual communication. It pulls in intimacy because again, different things on the whole idea of taking a shower together, you know, that's intimate. It's sexy, but it's intimate. Right. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this. So we've talked about a lot about natal charts. Where can one go to get their natal chart? Okay. So I would recommend a few websites. Um, one is called Astro Seek. So it's Astro and then S E E K. Mm-hmm. It's also like a dating website too. Um, I just like to use it for the, I like to use it for the the charts and all the stuff that it has on it, but you can actually meet people from all parts of the world um, that share your same birthday or that share your same chart placement. So it's really interesting. Like you can make some good pen pals on there for sure. If you're interested or open to that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, Cafe Astrology is definitely one of my go-to websites Mm -hmm. um, for free natal charts. Um, I also definitely like um, this app called Astro Matrix. I actually have a license for this app, like for their software. Um, I have my, you know, every astrologer has to buy some type of licensed software to use to pull charts and stuff. So I really like Astro Matrix. It can be a little bit above certain people's pay grade, Mm -hmm. but you can get a really good natal chart on there um, with the wheel as well. And I can't remember if it's free or not. I went ahead and purchased, but I can't remember if it's free or not. There may be a free version of it. Um, for those of you all who don't like run dozens of charts like I do, because <laughs> if you're going to be running like more than a certain amount of charts, which means for that app, you're going to be adding users. You're definitely going to have to purchase it. Right. So if you just want something to look up something free, I think they do have a way to download that for free and you can use like a certain functionality for free. But definitely the two main go-to free sites that I use would be AstroSeek mm-hmm. and Cafe Astrology. Because Cafe Astrology gives you a good breakdown of your chart. Mm-hmm. But if you want a little bit more, mm-hmm. and also if you want to do some compatibility, AstroSeek is way more detailed, I would say, for free. Yeah. For the for, for the free $99. $99. All right, Tell the people where they can book with you. Where can they find you? So definitely my Instagram right now. I love Instagram, of course, for business. So if you go to my Instagram, which is Leah, L-I-A underscore T-H-E underscore Sunstar, that's S-U-N-S-T-A-R, just like it sounds, Sunstar. Mm -hmm. You can click on my link tree. 
my link tree is going to take you to my actual booking site. Um, or if you go to my Instagram, you can also just click the book now link and it'll take you to my booking link automatically. But if you click on my link tree, you get to see my nonprofit page. You get to see an article on me um, that I did for the magazine. You get to see um, just a few other podcasts and stuff that I participated in. So you get to know a little bit more about me, but you also get to hear about some more topics. I definitely I'm so glad to be here. Oh, and in my YouTube channel, of course, okay. I'm also Leah the Sunstar on YouTube. Yes. Um, definitely. So if you go to YouTube, you type in Leah the Sunstar, I should come up. Please follow me on YouTube. I do do monthly readings. I do talk about astrology on my YouTube channel. Definitely going to be putting out more content very, very soon. So definitely follow me and subscribe, um, Instagram and YouTube. Yay. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for taking the time and talking to us about sexual astrology, about compatibility, um, and just sharing your light with us. I really appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I Look, please just bring me back anytime you want. This was like a whole vibe. Like, oh, yeah, being here with you. <laughs> yes, you are on it. Don't that's not even a question. 